0: The following commercial is strictly for informational purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or investment or to participate in any trading strategy. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. Individuals should consult their financial advisors before making any investment decisions. Blue Marble Research is an investment advisory company specializing in investment strategies using only exchange-traded funds. By making sector, country, and thematic bets solely with ETFs, Blue Marble Research shows how to blend sound, fundamental, and technical analysis to tilt the investment odds in your favor. If you're looking for a way to manage your assets more effectively, Blue Marble Research can show you the way. For more information, go to BlueMarbleResearch.com or send an email to Blue Marble Research President Vinny Catalano at Vinny at BlueMarbleResearch.com. That's V-I-N-N-Y at BlueMarbleResearch.com. Blue Marble Research, managing your assets in the turbulent times ahead.
1: Two, one, two, three, four. Oh, my God. We've done it. We've done it. We've done it. It is the 22nd episode of 22 Weeks. We are at the end of the season. We are about to start... What do you mean I can't say that? It's the name of the game. Football Palooza. Yes, it's Football Palooza, the big game at the end of the season, the hullabaloo in Glendale. Um, It's that week, and we are a few days away. And this is the 22 Weeks Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Ryan, joined as per usual by the panel of pigskin prognostication, Matt Foster, Tom Garrett, and Alex Soberman. Guys, are you excited for the Super Bowl?
2: Uh, I mean, I'm always excited for the Super Bowl because it's an event, but <clears throat> uh, not a big fan of either team. Um, <laughs> I, it'd be nice to have a, somebody you can kind of root for as a neutral fan. It uh, put it in wrestling terms, this is kind of a heel versus heel matchup. And I'll watch the game because I love football. It's the last game of the year, but I don't really have a strong rooting interest either way.
1: Foster.
3: I- I'm pretty much the same way. I- I'll watch it because I enjoy watching the sport, but there's zero rooting interest in this game. I mean, Richard Sherman isn't cutting promos like he was last year. At least that gave us something to look forward to. That's
4: fair. He kind of did yesterday, actually. He 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 spoke out about the about yeah. the balls thing.
3: Uh, yeah, yesterday didn't happen.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, they're talking about Sunday. Uh, by uh, Sunday, we're recording this on Monday, dropping on a Wednesday. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, Alex. What do you got?
4: Um, I mean, I have so much hate for the New England Patriots that I am. You know, my rooting interest is the Seattle Seahawks, but I honestly, yeah, this game if this were a regular season game, I would look at all of my choices before deciding to watch this one. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl, it is an event, it is a television event. Um personal, you know, yeah, mostly I'm watching for the commercials. Um, which I'm probably my, with my my guess is that they'll probably be crappy this year because there's been like no hype for any of that, um, so it'll be. It, I, I'm just hoping it's it's watchable. I'm hoping that this year's Super Bowl is more watchable than last year's.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're all hoping for that because if it's God. not as watchable as last year's game, we're we're in trouble.
3: Well, last year's <laughs> game, always- you know. It was a kick in the butt right out of the start.
2: Mm. Yeah. Surgery footage was more watchable than that. <laughs> <laughs> it, Jesus. Yeah, it, it was funny because I I had the same conversation. We were talking about this off air just before we got on. I'm, I'm a couple years older than you guys. And it's funny. I had this conversation with somebody last year that last year's Super Bowl was really a throwback. When I was a little kid, like that's how the game was every year. <laughs> and it would be like the NFC team would come in, usually almost always the NFC team, would come in and score early and often, and the game would be non-competitive. Let's put it that way. And we've really been so spoiled the last several years. I mean, that's been one of the really the good things about the salary cap era, I guess, if you want to chalk it up to that, has been we've consistently had exciting Super Bowl games, a couple stinkers here and there. But until last year, there really hadn't been a game in a long time that was just awful, awful football.
1: It was not good. It was not good football. It wasn't great football. It was subpar football. And in an offseason that provided a lot of surprises and a lot of talented players and games, I can't expect this game to be as big of a stinker as it was last year. I don't think that's possible. It's probable, but it's not possible. I think these two teams, especially with the storyline that's going out around the NFL about deflated balls, which we won't talk about on this week's show because –
4: well, we have everything's stuff. already been said. Yeah, there's nothing left to say. Sure.
1: <laughs> and also, you're gonna get eighty thousand hours of coverage between now and Sunday when the game kicks off at six twenty, and we really don't want to do deal with that. Um, moving on, moving on to something that's very interesting and has been the biggest uh, topic of conversation on this show this year, has been the L.A. problem, and according to Josh Alper on Pro Football Talk, the website. <clears throat> Uh, It seems that several people in the league are giving this quiet applause for how they pulled this off, and they are looking to move to L.A., the St. Louis Rams. They're applauding Stan Kroenke's bold move to build that stadium in Hollywood Park. And it's going to be interesting when this comes to a vote. We had a lot of discussions about this way before it even started and after this was announced. And we're getting to possibly zero hour. I think the next three months, or at least until the draft in April, these next three to four months are going to be key in where the St. Louis Rams play. Not this season, this coming season, but the season after. And I do believe that they'll be in Los Angeles within the next two to three years. And it's not a surprise to many, but it still is a big hit to St. Louis. My question to you guys is: How easy will it be for L- uh, St. Louis at this point to move to LA, and how long till we see a franchise created in St. Louis to cover that void? Foster,
3: I think it's going to be relatively easy for them to move to, to LA. I don't. Is the city of St. Louis really doing anything to try to keep them?
1: Kinda. They 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 said they're not going to get into a bidding war, so they are trying to st- keep the team to stay, but they're not going to do anything ridiculous.
3: Right. So, I mean, Los Angeles, I'm going to assume, has more money to play with than St. Louis does. Yes. <laughs> I think given all the bad press St. Louis has gotten in the last couple of years, that I, it's going to be a blow to them, but I, I don't see that team staying there much longer. Now, will there be another team in St. Louis? Probably down the line. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Tom, what do you think?
2: Well, it's a couple of thoughts. One is with as far as St. Louis getting another team, you know, they didn't have a team for quite a few years. I mean, I guess the Cardinals moved after 87 and then the Rams moved to St. Louis in like
1: 95 or so, give or take. So yeah. they went
2: almost, yeah, give or take. They went almost a decade without a team. So I'd, I don't think it'll be the, the the same thing as like you saw in Cleveland where, when the Browns left, not only did was there a team there pretty quickly, but even as the Browns were leaving town and becoming the Ravens, there were assurances from the league that, yes, don't worry, rabid fan base, you will get another team. I don't think St. Louis has a fan base quite like that. Now, here's the other little wrinkle, though. I think one thing that really is going to hurt is having a lame duck period, which it looks like they're going to have, obviously, as you just alluded to. I mean, next year – Probably the wheels are already going to be very much in motion. I mean, they are are already. Let's be honest. But I mean, officially, they're going to be in motion with them to lo- leave town, and I think that's probably going to sour some people in St. Louis on <clears throat> the NFL because St. Louis really, I mean, honestly, is really a baseball town. I mean, they, you know, they love the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a big deal there. But if you look at other sports, I mean, I guess you know, the NHL has a presence there, but the blues have never been, you know, the biggest deal in St. Louis. And then you look at the NFL, they've come and gone and come and gone now. And they don't even have an NBA team, which has always been remarkable to me that there's no NBA team in St. Louis. But they're they're kind of a baseball town. And I think that's their their, uh, culture there. And so I don't know that there's going to be a, quite a as much of a hurry to – look, it took them two decades to put a team back in L.A. I, I'm not sure there's going to be a huge rush to put a team back in St. Louis, to be honest. That's fair. That's fair. When did the spirits of St. Louis leave? <laughs> well, that I was thought an the ABA was a thing. Yeah, they play by play guy for Spirit of St. Louis. By the way, do you know who it was? Bob,
1: Ooh, Bob Costas. Bob
2: Costas. That's right. Very good. Excellent.
4: He's still what, yeah. he's still actually very involved there. Like he, I think he has a, I think he still has a residence there, and he lives there when he's not on the road all the time. I I think because I know that he does a lot of charity work for um, stuff out there. He just spoke about it last week that he was did a promo for what like a charity thing in St. Louis, and they gave him crap because he had to throw he threw part of it was him throwing out the first pitch at a cardinals game but they had to film it twice so they thought that he was going for a do-over on a first pitch so they they like booed him for it but he said no no it's not that it was being recorded for another purpose (laughs) i'm not 50 cent
2: yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, they are a baseball town, and so I don't know that there's going to be a huge rush as there have been for certain other cities to get a team back there. But we'll see. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's going to be one of those big stories. Um, but before we dip into the more interesting things regarding the Atlanta Falcons, that's right. I just
4: have I actually have one question for yep. Tom. Because uh, he is kind of our, our legal expert here, uh, could this is could there be a situation where this goes into court? It, can the, the city of St. Louis sue the NFL or ask for an injunction to keep them from moving? If they I, can, they claim that they weren't given a good faith attempt to try to keep
2: them. I don't. The issue there, I think, would be standing, which means I, I don't know how familiar you guys are with <coughs> with legal terms, but standing basically means. You have a legal rule to bring a lawsuit, a, a, a colorable claim to bring a lawsuit. Uh, the problem with that is I think St. Louis, they could sue, and I think that they could possibly recover damages based on whatever the stadium deal in place is. In other words, if if they are leaving before the lease is up and there are certain conditions attached to the Rams deal with the city of St. Louis in terms of the stadium, I, I think this the city will get a big payout, but I don't think that they could get injunctive relief and force them to stay in town. I, I don't think that would be available to them. Now, you know, I defer to other people who practice that kind of law, but it just I just don't know how you could get equitable equitable relief on forcing a team to stay put. I mean it, it's it would be something that I have well, never it would be it,
4: the answer to that I would see would be that it, they, they wouldn't it wouldn't be injunctive relief to make the team stay but it would be to prevent them from going until the nfl can provide them with either a guarantee for another team within a certain amount of time you know something like a a cleveland uh, baltimore type
2: situation well, I, I think what would happen in that case is they would the nfl and or stan Cronkie would just and, and i'm sure they're already prepared to do this they would just stroke a big check and say your honor uh, we agree that we owe them uh, a certain amount in damages or at least uh, under this contract we owe them money, but they do not have, their, the the conditions of the contract give them standing to sue us for damages, but they don't give us, they have no standing to force us from relocating our franchise. They cannot do that. And <clears throat> yes, in theory, they might be able to get injunction relief until such time as we paid them uh, a certain sum of money, but guess what? Here's a blank check. You fill it out and we're, we'll see you in LA. And I think that's probably how it would go down. And I don't even think it would get to that point because I think St. Louis probably knows that's the way it would end up. And so they would just say, here's the number you have to give us. And there would be negotiation and then a big check and then they would leave. That's what I think would mm.
1: I think I think that's how it's going to go down too. It's going to be a little messy, but I think it's not going to be an Al Davis or an Ursay situation. I think we're going to get out of this without a lot of drunken press conferences, PowerPoint <laughs> presentations, and vans moving in the middle of the night. Speaking of crazy conspiracies, our final story of our top of the show segment. Fancy way to start off the show. Yesterday, we yesterday was Sunday when we recorded this. And Sunday was the Pro Bowl. And there's an actual story that's coming out of the Pro Bowl. Um, cornerback Brent Grimes of the Miami Dolphins, a very good cornerback, uh, is, a Miami, is was in the Pro Bowl, had a great game yesterday. But he was not the most valuable player of the game. That went to J.J. Watt. Now, most people wouldn't care who was named the most valuable player at the Pro Bowl, let alone the wife of one of the players, so much so that she would go on an insane Twitter rant talking about knowing where the bodies are buried Uh, in the NFL. uh, Now, (laughs) not many people, I think, have heard of Miko Grimes till today, but it seems that uh, Miko Grimes went off on Twitter believing that the reason Brent Grimes wasn't named the MVP of the Pro Bowl was that he took a day off from Pro Bowl practice. That's right. He took a day off from practicing at the Pro Bowl to be with his wife when she had emergency oral surgery. (laughs) (laughs) huh uh miko goes on jj
3: what i can grab these exposed wires
1: (laughs) miko said that i hear the
3: name grimes i go right to the simpsons
1: (laughs) fair enough my brother miko said brent asked coach jason garrett for permission to miss practice and that the permission was granted but the nfl was angry at grimes and froze him out of the mvp award as a result how does that make any sense? There's- How does that work? What
3: is there like a financial bonus that goes with that or anything?
1: I would think so. There's probably something, but...
4: There's a trophy <clears throat> of some sort that could probably be pawned after, you know, you're out of work for two years. Is she hoping to
1: melt it down and fill her
3: tooth? <laughs> I mean, what the hell was she looking to do? <laughs> hey,
1: a uh, new car is a new car, but let me read some of the tweets really quick. There is no reason at all why Brent Grimes shouldn't be MVP of the defense. None, do you hear me? There's about 9 exclamation points and about 7 question marks in that tweet. Uh I'm comp- I'm contemplating naming several players that the NFL violated the concussion rules with players, but that would take down people I care about. None of that makes any grammatical sense. Brent signed a four-year, $32 million with $16 million guaranteed. You better believe he won't see that other $16 million. They can opt out after the guaranteed. So she's just basically airing all of her husband's dirty laundry. And finally, the Coupe de Gracie. Y'all better pray I don't get a real voice in these streets or I'm airing this whole league out. At NFL, I know where the bodies are buried. Trust in all caps,
4: <laughs> By bodies it's are buried. Like... She means New England, right? Yes. I I, okay. I
3: would assume this has something to do with Jimmy Hoffa and the old Giants Stadium.
4: Yes. Can can, <laughs> we, can
1: we just nominate her for the MVP of our season? Would that yes. make? It, I think that'll she make went, it better. I think that makes I, it better. She, she just beat out Jera by by <laughs> by a narrow margin. Yes. By a narrow margin. If he had a Twitter account, then we would we would have nothing else to do but just cover Jerry Jones' Twitter every week.
3: Well I, I think we know what we have to do in the offseason, Matt. Yeah, oh, Lord. I think we know
1: what we gotta make. <laughs> I, I don't have time for that. I don't think anybody has time for that. Oh I do. I'm not working right now. <clears throat> Fair enough. On that note, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna get some postseason and Super Bowl predictions. From people that are not the panel of big skin prognostication, some voices, you heard, some voices you've heard on the season so far, and some you haven't yet, but we have a reason for everybody. This is the 22 Weeks Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, PlaceTobenation.com and 22weekspodcast.wordpress.com. This is how couples are going to be in the 21st century. Mm. They're going to be podcasting. Oh, all, rela- all relationships are going to be podcasted. You know that, right? It's
5: really upsetting to me and makes me feel like this is not a good idea. You see yourself in a living room two decades older than you are today. You are watching a Canadian football game and you are extremely happy. You are wearing a CFL jersey. Your chair is surrounded by books and magazines that promote the Canadian Football League, and there are CFL pennants covering your walls. The next day, you are flipping through television channels and randomly come across a preseason CFL game between the Toronto Argonauts and the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Knowing your inevitable future, do you watch it now?
1: I really don't have a problem with it because it's not like you're asking me to do something extremely dire or extremely against my own set of ideals. I like football. I like the National Football League. Mainly because I'm not Canadian. And (laughs) there were two Rough Riders at one point... In the CFL, so I really feel like I can't take a league seriously if there were two teams with similar names in the same league.
5: I would be, I, like, I know if, like, if someone presented me with this, like, this is your fate, this is your crystal ball, I'd be like, no, fuck you, no, no, I'm not doing it. Because I don't like that, I'm not gonna want anything to change. I, you know, my interests I like, what I, what I like, I like, I want it to sort of stay that way. I would say no, I would turn it off and avoid it at all costs. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I would think I have you the ability more control of your own destiny. Yeah.
1: This is what happens. We, we argue and ramble about things that don't really make sense to us and we're offensive to Canadians. <laughs> Till next time, there's really no small talk, just small people. We'll see you real soon.
5: The No Small Talk Podcast. New episodes every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on nosmalltalkpodcast.wordpress.com. Follow us on Twitter at No Small Talk Pod and like us on Facebook by searching No Small Talk. No Small Talk. Doesn't matter what you think, it's how you think.
1: Welcome back to the 22 Weeks podcast in the big game at the end of the season, so Roger Goodell won't sue me edition. I am joined mm. by a stand-up comedian, former person of interest in several crimes across the country, and mm. a friend of mine, Harry And Harry, welcome to this football show i do thank from you. your kitchen sometimes
6: oh yeah thank you for having me uh <laughs> it's a hassle because i have to kind of wait to get my sandwich and stuff
1: <laughs> yeah and i'm in the middle of yelling at yeah. an nfl guy just look kick coverage sh-. oh you need the mustard hold yeah. on one second let
6: me get the mustard. pause while we do that
1: uh <laughs> well, the reason we're having you on the show is because you have put together the most the most accurate pregame show sketch I have ever seen because the Super Bowl pregame show this year, I think, no lie, is 11 hours long. Yeah, they go...
6: I mean, people have always kind of joked about it, Yeah, it's but it does get... Uh, it's unnecessarily long. Like, they really don't have... So I, I did a sketch. Uh, it's technically a pregame, but I had to expand it to, like, full day coverage. It's an NFL Network parody uh, on YouTube. It's, uh, it's called the... Uh, I feel, what if I didn't even remember what it's called now I don't even remember what I titled it uh, NFL Network Extreme Game Day Coverage and parody in parentheses by me Harry Turjanian. if you ever get a chance to check that out um, it, yeah it's just basically you know a parody of all those like unnecessarily in depth too much reporting stuff like I remember the the most silly. Of them all was when they had, what's her name, doing the weather report for Fox. Gillian Barbary. Gillian Barbary would do the weather <laughs> report for Fox. They still and, uh, do that. They still do the weather they, report? They do
1: weather reports on every pregame show. But Fox does it essentially. I don't know who they have doing it now but it got ridiculous for a while cuz she was she was that generation's Jenny McCarthy yeah
6: for football yeah yeah
1: she was boobs with some sort of comedic ability in quotation marks well
6: comedic for a, a hot chick yeah. type of thing C- kind of like Jenny McCarthy is really funny for a hot chick
1: no she's just not funny like there's a you could be an attractive woman and be funny but Jenny McCarthy was all she was basically carrot top with a worse act
6: but they really banked a lot on her being funny. I remember yeah. MTV gave her a sketch yeah. show and everything.
1: Was it good? I It was don't all right. There were a it. lot
6: of people that I recognized from it. Like it was all right. It was, but it, it, they took like the best comedy minds and went. You're gonna work for Jenny McCarthy now. It's like the deal. It's
1: like the first season of Mad TV where they had Patton Oswalt and Blaine Capatch writing yeah, yeah, terrible behind sketches. the
6: scenes for yeah. First it's, season of Mad TV wasn't too bad. It wasn't after too that, bad. It but, got after all the really like funny people. Kind of, or I don't know, whatever. It, it got bad at the end. Let's be yeah, honest. The yeah, MAG yeah. TV was like, it was like watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> it was just sad.
1: No, at least the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have cool uniforms, so you can kind of now just, they do. Yeah, they do. No, those cream circle jerseys are amazing. I, oh, I would, forms? I would wear one every day.
6: The creamsicle yeah, ones. Yeah, they
1: were great. Are you a fan of the gaudy? I I, I uniforms? enjoy
6: them. I enjoy them just for comedy's sake. So you're a fan. Are you a fan of the Astros? Old, oh like, God, Astros yes. Those awful. Yes. But you. So you do like. So you would wear a powder blue tuxedo. <laughs> no God, no. Because that's what that's the equivalent <laughs> to. <laughs> like the Buccaneers want those powder and that and the Chargers powder blue uniforms oh. are equivalent to like a powder blue. <laughs> Where they wear? Are, do they wear them now? No.
1: Yeah, right? the Chargers wear the powder blues now. They went back,
6: right? I'm trying yeah, to remember. they they
1: have the white helmets now with the yellow belts. They it's not the same ones from the sixties and seventies, no, but it's that color bad. scheme.
6: I like that uh, the Tampa Bay. I know it's a football podcast, but you guys don't mind if I talk a little baseball, right? That's fine. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, not no, the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. Yeah. they wanted to do retro jersey night, but they've mm-hmm. only been around what, like ten or fifteen? Yeah, <laughs> like they don't really. Like
1: they've been around since ninety eight.
6: Yeah, they don't really have retro uniforms, so they had to make fake <laughs> retro uniforms, so they went with the powder blue and, like, the the 70s numbers that were, like, two lines together as a seven that would stretch, so... Um, so, basically,
1: yeah. they stole the Toronto Blue Jays and Montreal Expos. Sort of, yeah. <laughs>
6: they combined, like, the worst of everything that they could do to make these retro uniforms that they don't have them. They don't yeah. exist, so...
1: And the teams I root for, they have, like, this. they've had the same uniforms, pretty much the same helmets... Mm, they, yeah. Like for a while in the '70s, the Giants had that like three lines that made an N and a Y, and they looked terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, not that, that was not I, a good time for the team. I
6: the Steelers, they were the. I remember collecting these little football. You know, you the yeah. vending machine, you get like the football. Oh, helmet. I obsessed
1: over those. I love
6: those, and I just remember the Steelers only had one side. Yes,
1: and you had and that it, one sticker. It's like, where's the other sticker? Right.
6: Yeah. Well, sometimes they'd have a plain one. It was yeah. weird. Those Some the of Browns. Were, no, someone would have like a sticker on the other side that was the same color as the helmet, even mm. though there was no logo on the other side.
1: That's silly. Yeah, it was, was unnecessarily
6: silly. bad. So anyway, oh, the sketch is parodying. <laughs> we got off track. <laughs> the sketch is parodying like pre games and is. I don't want to spoil a lot of it, but it's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. People, including yourself, in it.
1: Yes, I, I was here. So you basically, I, I just. Hey, um, can you? you yeah. have a Suit. Why well, yes, I do. I
6: I try to shoot as much out of my apartment as humanly possible. I feel it makes it a lot easier for me. Anyway, I had to drag people out. Mm. It was a very weird thing. They don't have it. They don't have any lines in it, so it was yeah. weird to drag people out to come in and play play uh, uh, characters without lines. So I was glad to have you and Stephanie Satili.
1: Oh uh, yeah, no Steph- in the apartment. Stephanie. Stephanie Satili steals the damn thing at least three different times. Sure. It, the interpretive dance sequence in it. Just yeah, her yeah. in the background. And it, and the hug from mom thing. Every time I see that wig and that just... She crouches over. yeah, Like in was... this weird... Like it's a weird crab walk. I'm going to try to do it on mic. Yeah. It's like this. And it looks like she's being searched it's by looks the police. like a butterfly
6: style goalie <laughs> <in> hockey <laughs> type of deal.
1: Nikolai Javi bullen one of her great acting influences. Oh yeah, absolutely.
6: I wonder what Nikolai's doing right now.
1: <laughs> He's listening to this life. podcast and wondering... Why the hell? You... I
6: would love if he was. It would be so <laughs> such a weird turn of events. Of Nikolai Hobby Boon. It would
1: vi- It would it validate my entire eight-year career in broadcasting.
6: If you get just just an <laughs> yeah. email from Nikolai Hobby yeah. Boon, former Tampa Bay, and I don't know Ed McD- he made a couple stops. Yeah, he
1: was around the loop. toward the end of his career. Dear dear Matt Ryan. Yeah. Your your podcast good, not shit.
6: Yeah, but, but why he... slam me? I have no sarcasm when I eat it. <laughs> I'm <have> no fool. <laughs>
1: So, aside from us influencing Nikolai Javi Bolan you yeah. have a lot of influences in this sketch and in your writing, and it seems like Goodfellas is a big part of not only that, but, uh... There's,
6: yeah, there's always some type of yeah. Goodfellas... Well, everyone says that I always throw in a Goodfellas reference, mm-hmm. but I don't think that I'm purposely... Like, I don't go it, out of my way to it's throw the them conscious. in, they just... Yeah, it fits in. Like, I'm not trying to cram it in there for no reason. Yeah. Like, there's it, no reason... To, like, I don't have, like, a... A Chris Berman type guy going, funny how? (laughs) How are my picks funny? Or how am I funny? How is this funny? Which it's not. Chris Chris Berman's never funny. No, he is
1: not. He has not been funny in several decades. There's
6: nothing worse than sports guys who think they're funny. (laughs) Like how much... How much those guys at the NFL pregame show, the Fox pregame oh, show, God. really I can't yuck watch... it up like they're having a good old time.
1: I can't watch any pregame shows anymore. Like, I, for a while, I watched the NFL Network one, and that's the only one I can tolerate.
6: Yeah. Because Rich Eisen is very good at his job. And he's, fun. he's a funny dude, yeah. but he also, like, scales it back. Like...
1: He knows... Because he actually did stand-up a few times when oh, he was in college. that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing about, being about the sketch to bring up Chris Berman, there's a swami in it.
6: Yeah, there's and... predictions from the swami. <laughs> and... Which everyone goes, that's a crazy. People who don't watch football go, oh, that's so nuts that you throw that in there. I go, that's based on a real guy. That's yeah. supposed to be one of actually like – that's sort of one of the straight man things. That's yeah. like one of the normal things that happens but, in it.
1: But outside the fact football fans would know that is a normal thing – the the react the when you look at the swami's face
6: Mm, yeah it
1: it it, i'm thinking about it now and i'm dying laughing i'm trying to conceal my laughter just because the visual that's (laughs) my friend
6: joseph rocha who i said you know go at it
1: a very a very fine stand-up comedian in his own right yeah and
6: (laughs) it's as stupid as chris berman thinks his thing is yes yeah yes, do. does he even do the swam anymore he i must think have he stopped. does no, no he, does he still yeah he doesn't put that because I, I haven't he seen it put in the a hat while on
1: but he does like the schwam. he calls himself the schwam. yeah
6: but i mean back in the day he used oh. to put the hat on i don't think you're allowed to like i'm sure that's a like a <laughs> that's problem now offensive. yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if he like put some like paint on his face too and did <laughs> the whole thing back in the day but no <laughs> it was i was rem- the
1: 80s so people could get away with
6: it it was just fun just guys <laughs> having fun jimmy the greek having fun just having a couple laughs and talking then, about the uh... talking about the blacks <laughs> the blacks you know the the blacks are a superior athlete the thing is the big what the slave master would do is take his big black and then breed her with his big black woman and then you have and those guys became the athletes <laughs> like just oh poor he, he
5: was so drunk
6: oh my god yeah that's the other thing it's like they wanted him out like yeah. I mean, if you've seen that espn 30 oh, for 30 about jimmy the greek
1: I don't like the fact that they have this weird Jimmy the Greek apparition telling the story. Like oh, that yeah, element yeah, about yeah. it's a little weird, but the story is so interesting. Yeah,
6: it is pretty good. Just they how... have to change him up a little bit. Yeah. Those thirty for thirties. I mean, you can't just you know. You that's can't... the whole point. Is I like the one. Uh, uh, Boz versus Brian versus the Brian and the that. Boz. Yeah, it's a good one. And I don't even. I don't even. I really didn't even know much about Bosworth.
1: He's a very interesting guy. Uh, the one of the best ones is the one where there's no talking heads, no documentary. It's the one about. The O.J. Simpson cartridge. The chase.
6: 19 June what June, June 26th, 7th, 19, June 27th, yeah. 1994. Yeah. Well, that was a weird. That's a fun. I haven't finished that one all the way through. But that was a good one because that day, for whatever reason, I think, what was it? The, was it the NBA Finals were game, on that day? Game
1: three or four of the NBA Finals at the Garden, the Rangers' uh, 94 parade, the Stanley Cup which I Okay, that's I the was Rangers, at. oh, okay. And then the O.J. Simpson cartridge. The,
6: and the World Cup, I think it was the opening yeah, day of the, the World opening, Cup yeah. in the, U- the U.S. And the
1: baseball strike.
6: The baseball strike That was in a the big US. day. Um, what I remember about that, the O.J. Simpson <clears throat> chase thing, right? I remember specifically that I was at a friend's house. <laughs> And we were watching Cool Runnings <laughs> on, on VHS, Edie and we finished be- Cool Runnings, and we just like, all right, what's going on with the basketball? It's insane now, in hindsight, the Knicks, when I was a Knicks fan, but as a kid, for whatever reason, I just, I don't know why, but...
1: Like, the Knicks are in the finals for the first time since, like, 19... 19-
6: they're just having their asses handed to them. They come back in the locker room. They really don't want to talk. It's no. not their idea to talk. They're not through. They're in the middle of their job. So it, it always ends up being, well, you know, we got to push harder we got to, you know, uh we you know, get back to basics. It's always the same crap. Yeah. It's like that Paul Newman scene from Slapshots where, you know, they're just having their asses handed to them. They come back in the locker room and he's trying to motivate guys, you know, we got to finish our checks and, you know, get in there and uh, capitalize on the power play and, you know, finish, you know, get get our shots and, you know, like just just nonsense. Yeah. And who cares, you know, but I don't, I, I, they feel the need to interview these guys. I've never seen one that the coach has given you any information. They give you nothing. No. Uh, injury expert. Well, you know, like, oh, we don't know. We'll, 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 we'll get back to you when we have any more updates. Well, why did you go to them in the first place? There's no info.
1: You're not going to learn why they're going to go to the A gap instead of the B gap, or what the hell an A or B gap is. So yeah. it's, it's just not unnecessary. And now that every, every morning pregame show has to have a comedian –
6: Oh, yeah, I like hate Like Fox that.
1: has Rob Riggle. ESPN yeah, Rob Riggle. has Frank Kellyendo.
6: Oh, he went over there now. Yeah, yeah he's right. been over he's there back. for a
1: while. Yeah, he's well, back. Well, because he
6: gave up the Fox gig, right? Yeah. To go to Vegas, and I think mm-hmm. he went nuts in Vegas or something. <gasps> he was supposed to do something. He sounded like a 10-year contract or something insane Jeez. where he was going to do a run in Vegas. I think just being there kind of drove him nuts or something. He'll, mm. he'll say that, and yeah. he, he left it. After
1: Frank TV kind of
6: oh, fell yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a talented guy, but yeah, I don't
1: know. he's very good at what he does.
6: Yeah, they need it. so there's some of that. There's a comedian in there yeah. who does his thing. I don't
1: think CBS has that because CBS's target audience thinks. Uh, well, I don't know. C- young Youngman is still alive. Well,
6: CBS. All right, you maybe you can explain this to me. I don't understand. Like when you watch the commercials on the Fox yeah. game and the CBS. So Fox is all like Wrangler jeans and you know uh, Ford trucks, built Ford tough, and maybe a little UPS. CBS's commercials are all like, you know, what are your stock analysts doing for you? Have you thought of, like, all these companies where, like, I don't know. Like, if you watch a commercial, yeah. and also a lot of erectile dysfunction, so so they're dealing with, like, an audience of wealthier 65 and up.
1: Because CBS skews a lot older in its normal audience, so right. those are the ad packages they sell, and it's just the channel selling it. And oh, okay. And also Fox... Fox has their sponsors and there's the NFL who have their partners. Yeah, nice. like, it's a... who do
6: they think is watching like football, like Thurston Howell the third or whatever? Like who... Why? Are and, you...
1: it, and also it's like the NFC and AFC contracts. The AFC Sydney's maybe more cosmopolitan. Really? Uh, like if you look at some of the NFC teams, like Dallas is right. one of the big, like the Dallas Cowboys, Washington Redskins, large southern fan bases, and They're yeah. in the NFC. And then you've got the New England Patriots, which are more Boston. Uh, you've got a also little
6: wealthier yeah. i guess so new york boston i could just
1: be talking out of my ass but also yeah, like in the is. nfc you've got chicago minnesota detroit green bay like there's a there's a little yeah, more yeah but afc
6: has what's in the afc is jacksonville I jacksonville think, yeah.
1: no one goes to jack game right. in jacksonville though.
6: all right yeah no but i'm all right i guess they don't ever show a jacksonville game when's the jacksonville game ever been the cbs game of the week no. all right fair enough <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it, but it's always jarring to me. Like watch these, like you know, erectile dysfunction yeah. commercials right after another stock commercial. Like, <laughs> like who, who they, you know, they might as well show a lot of Lexus commercials yeah. too. So
1: there's a disparity between CBS and you'll get Maurice Lamarche doing a Lexus commercial and then you have Dennis Leary doing a Ford. Commercial.
6: Right. Yeah. And
1: it's like these are two completely different sides of the ball game. Yeah.
6: Same sort of deal, but like yeah, and then but Wrangler jeans.
1: But that's one of the things that the NFL is so universal at this point that. The commercial anybody would want to buy a spot on the NFL.
6: Yeah, I guess, but uh, the, the I mean, you know who's watching? It's just like if you're Jets fan, there's no Jet, there's not a ton of Jets fans who're like, I gotta find out who's gonna work with my stocks. You know, like this is gonna influence how I do with my stocks.
1: You know, Fireman Ed really needs someone to get him a broker. Oh
6: fuck, Fireman Ed. <laughs> Ugh, he really thinks he's somebody, doesn't now, he?
1: I think that Pepe the uh, fire starting rabbit uh, is a better mascot
4: I than d- Fireman Ed. Yeah, I Ed. think
6: so in my sketch you'll see him in the sketch or her who knows I'm not going to reveal who played it somebody demanded to play that role immediately when I brought home a bunny suit and did it perfectly did it perfectly and then I had to figure out a way that's some of the challenges of filmmaking Matt I had to figure out a way for this for the pause didn't work the rabbit you can't hold a lighter
1: yes
6: so i had to figure out a finagle away how can we get this rabbit to be able to hold a lighter without burning themselves in the rabbit suit yeah and then you also stood by with a cup of water <laughs> this see. was our safety these were union standards the cup of water encased the rabbit suit uh, by accident <laughs> caught on fire like oh okay
1: yes because i was very worried for the person in the rabbit suit sure because i don't want to go to the hospital also you
6: can't breathe in those rabbit suits apparently i found out <laughs> no. the person in the rabbit suit made note of that so i don't know <laughs> so be nice to those people because apparently they just can't that's just one of the things that the people think by mocking him and then he'll eventually give me a cease and desist because i'm not really allowed to use any it's multi-billion dollar company. Let's bring them to their knees with some sketch comedy parodies, guys.
1: <laughs> You're speaking of power, man. Yeah,
6: let's show these, Let's show Roger Goodell what the people think by <laughs> mocking him, and then he'll eventually give me a cease and desist because I'm not really allowed to use any of this NFL <laughs> network footage, I don't think.
1: I, I don't know. I put the
6: word parody in the title, right? That should be <laughs> that fine. That should be fine. I, shouldn't get I know sued. a
1: lawyer, so if you need oh, a lawyer. lawyer
6: I, I hear he's <laughs> very good. He is.
1: He's very good. He wins a
6: what? lot of money up front. <laughs>
1: You can follow Harry on Twitter at Harry harryturjanian that's t e r j a n i a n Yeah
6: or you can go ihatecomedy.com If you google me I'm the only like Harry yeah. Turjanian or anything <laughs> close to it I There unless... might
1: be one in a tiny Minnesota who runs a fishing store.
6: Maybe. Oh well. I, if he has more Twitter followers <laughs> than me I'm going <laughs> to slit my throat. Let's be honest. I'm just going to end it all if I find out that the Harry Turjanian out of any Harry Turjanian out of Minnesota is outdoing me. Forget <laughs> it. Uh, and You could also uh, the name of the sketch is uh, NFL Network Extreme Coverage. Yes. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. So please check it out and share it with friends. It's a lot yes. of fun.
1: It's share it on with friends and share it with people you just don't like. Just put it sure, up on yeah. Twitter. Sure.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Just sit
1: there. Yeah. Send it to your mother-in-law if you think she's not a good person. Send it to her and just say, "Sit down and watch the rabbit." Yeah. Sit down and watch the rabbit.
6: Not the number of times I've wanted to shout that in my <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> on that uncomfortable note, we're going to take a quick break. You're. Le- this is the Twenty Two Weeks podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, place and Twenty Two Weeks podcast dot I got a my house. That's Cat Stevens, and uh, we're at our uh, transmitter site,
0: Scott in New York, WFM in New York, and.
5: Hello Fred, this is Bob Grant with you on WNBC. How
1: are you, Bob? Uh, first time caller. I've, I've never
3: really been motivated
5: enough to call, but this time I... I can call your boss or whatever and tell him that he's got a sexist, racist, homophobic pig playing crappy music, and no one's gonna listen to your station, and you're gonna die old and alone because you're bad at your job and no one thinks you're hot.
1: And... and up next, dedicated to... Veronica is Ashes in the Air by the Flaming Lips. I'm Seth with KY and the Web of Wibbly, reminding you I love and accept everybody. If you like what you heard, you can download new episodes of KY every Thursday night on iTunes or on our website, kyradio.wordpress.com. If you're on Twitter or Facebook, so are we! Look us up at KY Radio. If you want to shoot us an email, go to kyradiostation at gmail.com. KY, hating radio, one caller at a time. continue here on the 22 weeks podcast with another member of the fantastic nfl pre-game show parody the person that only not only steals that sketch but steals my heart every single day it is the co-host of the no small talk podcast and everybody's favorite bunny mascot stephanie sotilli <laughs>
5: you to just expose whoever's in the bunny suit you <laughs> not have it be an easter egg that appears in and- some behind-the-music-esque
1: no. TV show. No, I just... I just and went... that bunny was... <laughs> that bunny was former bassist. I'm just...
5: I have... So, all of my hair is white and I'm just in a chair. <laughs> During that time. Was...
1: That was a wild time.
5: <laughs> well, it's all old people sound like that. I, I would that. hope I don't... My Our voice boxes are already formed. Like, I don't know how they're... <laughs> oh i sound like this like how does it become that how does every old person sound like that
1: just the slowly breaking down of all your hopes and dreams it just oh. withers it, it's located in your voice box your hopes and dreams are located in your voice box
5: <laughs> oh great <laughs> Just fantastic <laughs>
1: Uh, for those who don't know Stephanie, what's your problem? What's wrong with you? Do I have it's to fight probably you? probably
5: the best decision you'll make. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs>
1: Stephanie Sotilli is an amazing atri- actress, sketch writer, sketch director, not only my partner in life, but also my partner on the No Small Talk podcast you can hear every Monday and also KY, which you can hear every Thursday at 11 p.m. Yeah and uh, we're having her on the show this week cuz we had you on earlier in the season to talk about football
5: cuz I'm such I'm such an expert it's like crazy <laughs> it's crazy i should i don't know what fox is doing not hiring me to be like an analysis person <laughs> cuz i know so much
1: joining the team analysis person Stephanie Sotilli <laughs> You know what? Your in opinions on football would be as well formed as half the people on the NFL like pregame shows and talk shows. Because have you ever listened to sports talk radio? What do you think? I don't know the people you hang out with. I could see it as a maybe.
5: Yeah, but it, it's, it, it's like white noise. Yeah. Like it'll be on in the background and it will either be like white noise or like I'm watching Telemundo. Like it's in a different <laughs> language. So like I'll know it if I hear it of the basic sounds and, like, the cadences of things, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, that's sports talk, but I will not know anything they're talking about.
1: It's, it's like if wrestling fans on Twitter were given microphones.
5: Oh, what a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it, it's, it's basically that. It's the derritus of society talking about... Why a certain right fielder should be traded to another team because a certain left fielder can't throw five feet.
5: So they're just all fantasy booking, really? Basically, Um. it's...
1: You know, dude, I would like to trade 18 players, a bag of basketballs, and six ham sandwiches for four of these guys who are more talented than we can ever acquire.
5: So can't anybody just do that job?
1: Seemingly not, cause I can't get paid. I I can't get within a dancing distance of trying to get one of those jobs. That's why I'm here in your bedroom, by the way, not my bedroom, your bedroom. Yes. Doing a podcast. It's a nice bedroom. It is a nice bedroom. It's, it's a, nicer than mine. There's a
5: pillow there with a British flag yes. on it. It's very nice bedroom.
1: There's a George Carlin photo on the wall. Then yes,
5: there's a piggy.
1: And a Casey stangle bubble.
5: W- WWE. That's got the <laughs> shield logo
1: on it. A Casey stangle bubble. Yes.
5: We're covered all we've covered really everything in here. Yes, we have. <laughs> there's wrestling and there's baseball. You have I think this is a hockey jersey. Yes, on.
1: this is a hockey jersey. My <laughs> limited attire here includes
5: football in the other room.
1: Yes. Well, that's because of the sketch you're in. I know,
5: boy.
1: How was it doing that sketch, like putting together that, just changing costumes like you're in some sort of weird Shakespearean play where you play I, eight parts?
5: I did a lot better than I thought it was, <laughs> so did... Like by because go- I, I have a very limited closet because of my ever-expanding uh, stomach, <laughs> so up. I have very limited things in my closet, uh, but I figured if you watch it, it looks all different. I don't think you can, for some of the people in it, you can't tell mm. that there are a lot of repeats in it. So I think that's a. I think that means we did yeah. a good job, yeah. like looking different.
1: We did. The I
5: dance interpretations. My favorite. That
1: was <laughs> so good.
5: Was I, all, I, and I'm like, you know, and I was the only one who chose not to wear the black sweater, which I was going to. He's like, no, that's better. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's a fat idiot in a tank top. Not a fat Doing. idiot. You're just. <laughs> that's an why idiot. he put me in the back. He put all the fatties <laughs> in the back. Oh, <laughs> and that bunny suit was a. F- pain in the ass to
1: okay? wear. I, I was there when you were shooting the bunny parts and that's a weird thing to say that's if you take weird. it out of context <laughs> but when you were doing the uh, bunny portion of the sketch <laughs> I would have to grab the helmet off of you uh, I
5: couldn't breathe
1: yeah because not only are you not able to breathe but you have like hot studio lights <laughs> in the middle of your living room
5: <laughs> I'm wearing the full outfit and then a a jersey over it. Yes, which I'm, was
1: my dumb idea.
5: That's I mean that didn't help or hurt, but mm. it was just there. But yeah, as you watch it, you're watching someone who is slowly not being able to breathe.
1: Yeah, it was not fun.
5: So you're watching. I so we I risked my life. <laughs> I want that on record. You're an
1: American hero.
5: Like you know you did fine. All you had to do was like put on different ties or whatever <clears> and sit down. Someone had to put on a fake mustache and a swami hat. I, <laughs> I had to risk my life for that.
1: When a I hero <laughs> comes
5: along
1: with the strength to carry on.
5: I could not breathe in the thing. I, I, know was, I don't know how people wear that on a, to those morons in Times Square. Maybe they. Ha, maybe we should give them more credit than they're really worth, because those costumes are not easy to wear. Well, then, well, they're poor. What?
1: <laughs> nothing. Nothing I can get fired over.
5: Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a great sketch. The
5: fire-starting rabbit. Yes. Should be a mascot somewhere. <laughs> That's your... I mean, I can breathe in that, but if someone wants to pay me to do that, I will do that.
1: It, it's your na- like your national, a national ad campaign, <laughs> replacing Smokey the Bear.
5: <laughs> it's a the fire-starting rabbit.
1: So Stephanie, uh, this Sunday's the Super Bowl.
5: What? <laughs> you're you're playing around with me, right?
1: I I'm not. You're kidding me. I am not entirely. Do
5: people know that it's happening. I think
1: a few people do. Okay. I I don't know. I know
5: um, it's like an underground thing. It's not really very popular. Oh
1: no, not at all.
5: Like I think IFC aired it for a while because it was like underground. Yes. Like, no one ever saw that or, like, the movie Tart. Like, I'm sure no one's tart. ever heard of that. Yeah. What's Tart? Oh, it's kind of terrible, but not really. Misha Barton has a really awful British accent in it. It's just oh. about...
1: Oh, you told me about this once.
5: It's about rich uh, just rich Manhattan kids that go to a private school, and yeah. one of them tries to, like, become friends with the popular kids, and she likes the popular boy who is a cokehead. And... Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really uplifting movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That and Heaven is for Real. Same branding right there.
5: That should air. I would watch that instead of the Super Bowl. Tart? No, Heaven is for Real. real. Why? Uh, I think the commercials for it are funnier than the ones that aired during the Super Bowl. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I think you know the ending better. (laughs) You know how it's going to (laughs) end.
1: Oh well, the Super Bowl is this Sunday, yes. and did you know that Harry's take on pregame shows were pretty on the money? Like, no, I have no idea. It, it's it's ridiculous. Like they start at 9 a.m., kickoff is at 6:20 p.m. Okay, the, the, to preview a game, like the <laughs> other, like it's one game. I understand it's the biggest game of the year, but on days where they have 15 games, the pregame starts at noon when games start at one. <laughs>
5: so you're saying it's overkill
1: a little bit okay but i watch every hour of it of course you do. like a compulsive jerk
5: okay did something happen when you were a child
1: yes i was i was accosted by men in suits talking about football i was beaten with sticks
5: yeah like on your walk home were you just beaten by gangs of people (laughs) in football helmets yes (laughs) so now you feel the need because i feel maybe you think if you watch this you'll know how to avoid football players from beating you up the more I know, like the more you know about your enemy, the more you can avoid them. Yes,
1: just strategy. My love of football is deeply seated in the fact that I was beaten by football players <laughs> as a young boy in my schoolboy
5: outfit—the <laughs> lolly and the, yes. the curly blonde-haired wig that boys wore for some reason in that time. Well, because the, they wanted to look in cute. the time of your whatever it was no idea.
1: Back when real men were real men. <laughs>
5: the time of yesteryear.
1: I did ask for a bigger lolly,
5: though. <laughs> Your shoes had buckles.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of teams with buckle shoes, the New England Patriots are going up against the Seattle Seahawks.
5: Do they wear buckles? Do they dress like pilgrims?
1: No, sadly. I
5: would so watch that if they dressed like... <laughs> if they dressed like what their mascots were, I of course I'd watch that. But how do you dress like a giant... Wear, like, your, your okay, your outfit, uniform, whatever. Uniform. Uniform can look fine, but then you just wear one of those giant heads like they wear at Mardi Gras. <laughs> How <do> that, you- <laughs> and then the Seahawks, you put a bunch of feathers on them. Who are the two teams? What, you the say Seahawks and the Patriots. Okay, yeah. And then Patriots, like, they should all look like Paul Revere. <laughs> In that, you know, the revolutionary garb, all look like that.
1: Well, they do shoot a cannon every time they score a touchdown.
5: <laughs> of course they do.
1: Or muskets. But like, it's muskets.
5: The Buccaneers, right? Is yes. that a football team? Yes, that is. They look like pirates. They have to wear eye patches. <laughs> I don't care if it destroys their defense. They have to wear eye patches because that's what you have to do. They have a literal blind side. <laughs> um, what is What else? The Dolphins? Mm-hmm. Have to. I mean, they would have an advantage because they'd have that long snout. <laughs> How's that an advantage? Because you can poke people with it to get out of your way. It wouldn't be because it's part of their uniform because they're dolphins. Look, every team has their disadvantages and their advantages, and you have to just deal with it. So they have that. You know, The Giants have their giant head. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Um. What, else? what other? <laughs> Name me a team, and I'll tell you what their advantages would be. Mm, Chicago Bears. A, a, their claws. Their giant claws. <laughs> And they would smell like fish, which would throw off the other team. They'd be big and furry. Or the Packers. They would just look like boxes. <laughs> so they would have giant... I mean, they can't see, but they would be giant square boxes, so they would just run into you. Although if they... if they Are the Panthers a football team? Yes, they are. Although if they were against the Panthers, that would be an easy win because the Panthers are cats, and cats love boxes. <laughs> They would just want to jump in. They would just want to play around with the boxes. <laughs> you really just need one team member who's a box. A packer, if you will. It's like be in the middle, and then all the Panthers would play in the box like they do. And then you just score past them. And that's that's my Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, phew. I can't think of any other teams. It was really, I
1: Uh, The Raiders
5: the raiders again what is that like they're like a pirate
1: yeah
5: yeah what do you mean like or if you mean like raiders like people who who like run into your house and like just raid the house they would just be in street clothes and they would have knives on them so that's not really i guess that's not really fair but it's still part of the uniform (laughs) what about
1: the 49ers
5: the 49ers. that they would look like a Sesame Street episode because they would just be dressed like a four and a nine. <laughs> <laughs> so children would love it to be educational, or they would think, "Why? What are the ninety fours? I don't know what this team is." <laughs> they stand in the uh, wrong configuration. Oh yes. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> uh, well, Stephanie. Before we get out of here. <laughs> See,
5: I tell him a good analysis person yes. to be hired for. <laughs> Is that just as informative as what you listen to and for real? Pretty much. Summit? Yeah, so who cares? If you
1: just said, like, the left guard needs to push a little more, I think we would have gotten it.
5: <laughs> it's, just, I, let's make our own show. <laughs> I'll just do that. Here's why this team will win, and here's why this one will win.
1: Well, we do have a green screen in here. <laughs> we could do a telestrator.
5: Here's why the 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 jets would kill everybody. Because <laughs> they're jets. I don't think you want to go. I don't a giant now, airplane. Now
1: my question is: Is it are they the planes or the Paul McCartney song? <laughs> Get out. Okay.
5: <laughs> it was a song like everyone would be like, "Oh, this is romantic," and just be like, and forget there's a game going on. <laughs> they see jets, are like, "Oh, I'm just gonna take this guy and go home. I'm just gonna fly home." There'd be no games. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not even high. I don't endorse any <laughs> use of <in Fair> marijuana. <laughs> it's just. This is just me. <laughs> That's
1: why I love you. That's why I love you. Um, fine. Listen,
5: Ed, if This is the first episode ever anyone's listening to of your podcast. This is not going to be gravely disappointed I'd by like all to, the other ones. I'd <laughs>
1: like to thank all of the people listening uh, coming from America today with Ed Koleggie, nationally syndicated audience. Uh, thank you for listening to the show and this weird conversation.
5: I sincerely... <laughs> Uh, pitch this idea for your next season Mm -hmm. of podcasts for 22 weeks i sincerely (laughs) pitch this idea because there's like you know different games with all types of different teams and i can give you all types of different analyses (laughs) uh for (laughs) when that happens are you drinking out of cups right now (laughs) no
1: but finally (laughs) my dear sweet angel
5: uh
1: (laughs) uh, is the uh halftime show yes performed by katie perry yes I'm and very, lenny kravitz
5: very excited really i like katie perry i, like I pop, do too i like pop music so. i
1: know you do mm-hmm. we we've had a conversation about that on no small talk I,
5: I like her um she she she's she's i know it's football she's batting like a uh what's half what would be like if you're half good she's batting like a 500 of live performances they're, some of them are not good. It's hard to perform live, and especially in that type of venue, it's really hard. So that's why I'm watching it, to kind of see how she does. Because mm-hmm. she can be half and half. Mm. Uh, Kelly Clarkson's the only one that does it 100% all the time. Because <laughs> I sat once and watched just YouTube clip after clip of just her live performances, and there's not one misstep so <laughs> did you have like a wednesday
1: free and you decided to do all pretty this? much yeah. yeah
5: just like lunch hour on at my old job she's like i'm just gonna watch a bunch of these because i love her I'm like she's good at all these like it's it's very hard to do so it doesn't surprise me i don't judge any of the singers if they are like terrible one day but i know it's hard so i'm just that's why i'm interested for nothing has to do with football <laughs>
1: well, uh, final score who you got in the game who is it again? Seattle, the Seahawks, the and Seahawks? New England Patriots.
5: Oh, the Patriots. They're going to get out their muskets and just shoot all the Hawks down. <laughs> well, what's the final score? Um, 20 bullets out of mm-hmm. the muskets. Yeah. Uh, Five barrels of gunpowder. Mm-hmm. And 16 pheasant dinners.
1: <laughs> and on that note, you can follow <laughs> Stephanie on Twitter at Steph Sotilla. You can hear her every Monday on No Small Talk, No Small Talk Podcast. and also kyradio.wordpress.com. And also you can uh, look up Stephanie's resume and a whole bunch of cool stuff about her on her website, stephaniesotille.com and the spell Sotilly, S-O-T-T-I-L-E. We'll be back with this and a whole lot more on the 22 Weeks Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Nation.com, and 22 com. It's the last segment of the last show of our third season. This is the 22 Weeks Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, PlacetobeNation.com, and 22weekspodcast.wordpress.com. Weeks I'm Matt Ryan, joined by the band of Merry Fools that are the panel of pigskin prognostication, Tom Garrett, Matt Foster, and Alex Silverman. Guys, we are a few short days away, several million breaths from kickoff at the Super Bowl, and... While we're the shortest pregame show in the history of the NFL, we want to thank Harry Terjanian, the host of the longest NFL pregame show ever, the director of that great sketch that I appear in, as so does Stephanie Sotilli and a litany of other funny and fantastic people. We will have that in the link dump for this week's episode, so you, you're going to want to watch it. You just, you just, just watch it. Do it. Come on. Do it. Do it. Don't be a but jerk.
3: Not, not while you're listening to us, though.
1: Yeah, yes. The after. Do it later. We're, we're, we're on now. Wait 10 more minutes. We've got 10 more minutes of this schlock till you can get to the funny. All right. Post-season predictions. We're going to do this one first. It seems that Dan Quinn's going to end up being the coach of the Falcons. That's the way it seems according to just media reports. Uh, the fact that Raheem Morris has a job in the NFL for some reason. Again, he'll be coaching the defensive backs in Atlanta. But I want to get three predictions from the each of you. I'm going to start with Alex of where this is going to go. Uh, in the off season, uh,
4: well, as far as the league's concerned, okay. Prediction one: I'm setting the over/under on player arrests at five. It's a good number. Uh, you guys can choose whether you take the over or the under. Um, I predict that there will <laughs> be some type of negotiation between uh, Stan Kroenke and the city of St. Louis for. It, 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 they they will make an attempt at trying to create a stadium deal it will not work but they will at least make the attempt so that they can go back to the city uh, with their pitchforks and burning torches and say well we tried um and thirdly um uh, ooh, now now I really have to think uh might be i I see some interesting uh uh, probably for the my guess i guess my last pick would be for the draft and uh i'll say that the well okay the jets pick will be booed
1: fair enough uh foster
3: well silverman took my prediction with the jets pick being booed. it <laughs> happens every
4: year it's really not so much a prediction as a guarantee I know, of life
3: well the draft is the draft in new york city this year
1: you, i think uh, no it's gonna be in chicago
4: no, chicago
2: yeah they
1: moved it
3: yeah. So the Bears pick will be booed.
1: <laughs> I think the out of Jets re- fans know how to get places. I was going to say out of respect, uh, the Jets, the Bears fans will boo the Jets pick out of tradition. the playoffs. <laughs> hi i <laughs> uh,
3: uh, I'm hoping Carolina builds up their offensive line a little bit. Maybe they can make the playoffs next year with a winning record.
2: No. Stop laughing.
3: Nope. No um no. <laughs> I don't think Jameis Winston is the number one overall pick. It's going to be Marietta? I think so. Yeah. Um, and I, mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, I, I think hopefully they rethink that rule about the referee crews being split up for the playoffs. I don't like that.
1: Yeah, it's a little stupid. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, Tom.
2: All right. First of all, I think that the competition committee will alter the catch rule in light of mostly des bryant but also a couple of other plays that have happened over the last couple of years since they clarified the rule uh after the megatron non-catch in chicago Uh, so i think you'll see that a tweak to that rule number two i think that the nfl partnering with youtube to distribute content is going to be a big deal and i think that Probably uh, a lot of local TV stations are going to be, especially ones that are in NFL markets are going to be pretty upset about this because, you know, a lot of their bread and butter during the season is showing highlights and different clips of, you know, those teams. And I think that once people can get to that stuff very quickly in in a searchable way on their phone without having to go through the semi cumbersome NFL.com website, I think that's, that's going to be a big deal. The NBA has been doing it very well for years, and I think that uh, you know their online model is <clears throat> is kind of what the NFL is going to follow, although the NBA does it more so through their own website. But anyway, and I think third, uh, Mariota is going to be the number one pick, and I think this is a twofer. I think the other thing you'll see is Chip Kelly will – I don't know if he will execute a trade, but he will attempt to execute an insane trade to move up to get Mariota – I don't think it'll be successful because I don't think he'll be allowed to give away what he's going to have to do to get get to that point, but he's going to try.
5: Well,
1: he's got the mm-hmm. onto- autonomy to do it now in Philadelphia. That would be up to the league to do. That's going to be very interesting. Um, my first prediction is that there's going to be a new starting quarterback in Philadelphia. I think Nick Foles uh, reports of that uh, St. Louis uh, or Tampa Bay and one of those two teams are interested in drafting him, uh, in trading for him. Yeah. So that could be. A pretty big deal that could be leading to something i think it's more in lines with uh st louis than tampa bay but i think that the in the my predictions uh, odell beckham will be in the talks for mvp next year uh i do believe that the the way we watch football will completely change uh the way we watch football online is going to be completely changed In Next year uh, with that YouTube edition, but I do think that there's going to be more original content and more pushing towards the digital side of things because that the NFL has been very progressive with the way they presented football going all the way back to the 1940s. Uh, They were one of the leagues that really took big chances on TV in the 60s. And the reason why the NFL has been the definitive sport for almost 50 years at this point is because they've evolved with media. They have evolved their brand and they've evolved their presentation with every level of media that's come around. And I think that we're going to see within the next few years internet-exclusive games. Not this year, mm-hmm. but in the next three to four years, I think that the internet will be a huge factor in the NFL's business.
4: I think, yeah, I, th- I have to agree with that. I also think that maybe starting next year, you're going to see them li- allowing live sh- free live streaming on YouTube of Thursday night football. That I think that's where they're going to start.
1: That might be their testing ground because they are splitting it between CBS and the NFL Network, and a lot of people still don't have the NFL Network. So we may see the next evolution of NFL media. Um, my other prediction, my final prediction is Super Bowl 50 will be the most defining game in the NFL. It's going to be the launching point for – either the end of a dynasty or the start of a new dynasty. It, it seems like a cop-out pick, but I do believe that there's a lot of things going on in the NFL to where Super Bowl 50 will be the end of one thing and the start of something else, and it's going to be a big 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 gap. Um we are at the precipice of a new NFL for good or for bad, I think that a lot of the owners, especially what's going on with the Benson family, and that's my fourth prediction, that the New Orleans Saints will be thrown into turmoil because of what's going on with the Benson family. Uh, Tom Benson's 87 years old, and his wife allegedly is controlling all of the things that he's doing, and his, his daughter from his first marriage and his grandchildren were written out of his will. Oh, wow. So we're going to have a lot of things going on with that. And it's going to be a very interesting offseason. It's going to be very interesting next year when we get into 2015 and 16. And, of course, we'll be back next year. We're going to be back and better than ever because this is the best pro football podcast out there. But to wrap up our season, yep. it's time for the battle of who can care less. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: That was that was the Pro Bowl, man. I know. But... I
1: know. Uh, it is the Patriots and the Seahawks. In Glendale, Super Bowl Forty Nine, the line is New England by one. The over/under is forty-eight. Tom, who you got?
2: I thought about this game a lot in the, in this context. <clears throat> the Patriots won their conference championship in an absolute rout. The Colts looked as bad as they've looked all year. Seahawks. I mean, the Packers just choked. That the bottom line. The Packers choked. There's no way Green Bay should have lost that game. The Seahawks, to their credit, came back. But, I mean, it was a game Seahawks really should not have won. So what I thought about was, in recent history, when you had one team win their conference championship in kind of close fashion, and the other team win convincingly, what happened in the Super Bowl? And what I found was was that excluding games where both conference championships were close or both were e- roughly equally decisive... There have been six times when one conference championship was decisive and the other conference championship was close. And out of those six games, the team that played a close conference championship won four out of six Super Bowls. So I am going go to go with Seattle to win. I think it's a fairly even game, but I think just the little distraction of having to deal with the ball stuff nonsense is going to be enough to give Seattle a slight edge in this game. I think they win. I think they match up pretty well against New England. Close game though. I think it's going to be a really, really good game, and I think it'll be probably higher scoring than than people think, uh, given you know how good Seattle's defense is. I'm thinking Seattle 28, New England 24.
1: That's a fair point. I, I, I this is just going to be a this is going to be a cluster of muck of a game. There's going to there's going to be a fight. I think there's going to be a fist fight in this game, and it's going to be between the coaches. Not between Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, but like an offensive coordinator for one team and the uh, special teams coordinator for the other team are just going to get into fisticuffs. Uh, Sobs, who you got, pal? Well,
4: I think we're going to see the actually the long-awaited rematch uh, between uh, Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka. Um, oh wait, wrong Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've, I, i I'm going to make th- like three Super Bowl predictions. One. This year, I believe that this year is going... It's the Seahawks year. I see them winning. I would give maybe a little bit more, like a like a 32-28 game, perhaps. I see them winning by, like, one score. Um, I... I I also think, you know, as you said about next year, Super Bowl 50 being the uh, end of the, one era, beginning of another. I actually think that Super Bowl 50 will be the cementing of the Seahawks legacy when they become the first team to go for three in a row.
1: I, I You know what? That might happen. I, I, that's certainly I, a possibility. I
4: see that this Seattle team, this Seattle team reminds me of those, that great uh, Pittsburgh dynasty that, you know, the, those great, um, those, those great Dallas Cowboy years, you know, this is a team that's going to be a perennial contender for a while. Um, the other prediction is nothing will come of the NFL's um, uh, investigation into New England. Uh, it'll come back inconclusive. There will be all kinds of things written, but by, I'd say by the end of February, everyone will have turned to baseball and no one will care. Um, Damn. And as much as I believe that there should be some sort of, you know, wrath of God onto Bob Kraft, it just <laughs> won't happen. Uh, Andy, and my, and finally, um, Katy Perry will not have a wardrobe malfunction, but one of her male backup dancers will, Ooh. and no one's gonna want to see it. And, Why'd you have and- to
1: ruin my surprise?
4: <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were going to be in Glendale.
1: Because, baby, I'm a firework. Uh, Foster, who you got, pal? Uh,
3: I'm going to go with Seattle as well. I think they're just a better team than New England. I agree with Silverman that nothing's going to come up to Flategate or Balghazi or whatever you want to call it. I like Balghazi. Um,
4: I think that's, a, that's insulting to the terrorists in Benghazi, to be quite honest with you.
1: That, I, I'm going to take that clip. And uh, out of context, Foster, and I'm gonna blackmail you.
3: <laughs> you got nothing. Uh, <laughs> what are you gonna blackmail me over?
1: I don't know. I didn't say I was gonna do it today.
3: Um. And yeah, I agree with like as I said, I don't think anything happened with New England. I don't think New England is gonna be the same team next year.
1: Nah, it's it's it's, it's done. I, I know
3: there's some rumors. I, and I know some people in the area. There's rumors that Brady won't be back
1: with the Patriots next year. Oh boy, that's not good.
4: That's gonna. That will definitely be the end of one era and the beginning of another.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be. This is gonna be weird. It's gonna be very, 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 very interesting and in seeing how. If that's
2: they're... the, if that's the case, I would go as far as to say, if you want to throw another prediction out there. <coughs> If the Patriots do win the Super Bowl and Brady's not coming back, I think Belichick will retire. Ow. Mm.
4: That? And then we see the return of Drew Bledsoe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> would, would his retirement press conference be as curt and angry as every other one of his press
4: conferences? <laughs> Probably. Over under on F-bombs during it? Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about Belichick? He's going yes. to retire by fax, the way he quit from the Jets. <laughs> I
1: thought he wrote it on a cocktail napkin. So and did he, I. I thought he
4: faxed it to them. He that
1: faxed he a the fax, nap. on a cocktail
3: napkin. He on a podium with just the words I quit. Sent in. He could email it, but he just doesn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> he barely gets dressed for games.
4: <laughs> he comes He comes dressed to that as he would to a wedding. You know that he was pissed in the last press conference because he wasn't wearing a hoodie. Matt, like he was wearing wear his,
2: a polo.
3: He wears his formal hoodie for weddings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's got tails. Did we all take the Seahawks? That's yes. a surprise. Yeah.
1: And uh, I made my prediction. Uh, I you can hear my prediction this Sunday on America Weekend with Ed Colegi, because someone decided I'm a football expert and put me on a nationally syndicated radio show.
3: Who did you lie to?
1: Um, <laughs> the government.
4: Well, when you finally make it big before the end of next season, I guess I'll have to take over this stupid thing. No,
1: I already know my how to plan my line of succession. Uh, I don't
4: Kumite? think it's anyone. I
3: don't think it's any one of us. Don't
1: worry. It's Thunderdome. It's gonna Thunderdome. be
4: Thunderdome. Oh, and also a, sh- a big shout out to the our our one guy who isn't with us uh, to Marvin, who we are sad that we're not ending the season with, but uh, he's actually uh, undercover investigating. Uh,
2: Balghazi.
1: He's actually dressed up as a deflated ball right now in Glendale.
2: <laughs> can, I, can I throw out another random Super Bowl fact that yes, I just realized? Go for this it. is unbelievable. the The team with the better record has not won the Super Bowl since the Steelers beat the Cardinals in Super in two thousand after the two thousand eight season. The te- either the team, one year the teams had the same record, which was last year, but every other year the team with the worst record has won.
1: Well, this year we've got two teams with similar records. Both teams yep. are 12-4, and four, so this is going to be right. – we're going to have a lot of stuff going into this weekend, and also it's chalk across the board because it's Seahawks and Pats. They both were the number one seed. So, wait, was Green Bay – no, Seattle was the number one seed.
2: Yes, Seattle was,
1: Seattle was the number one seed. So we got chalk across the board. My pick, as of now, may change by Sunday, but I'm going to take Seattle. I think that they still have that chip on their shoulder. They're still hungry. They want to knock the last dynasty, quote-unquote, in the NFL off their blocks, and they want to start their new era. This is this is their uprising. This is this team's defining moment. This is Seattle's defining moment, and I think this is the last act for Belichick and Brady. So we're going to see a lot of weird stuff happen this Sunday, but we're excited to watch it, and we've been excited to spend these past 22 weeks with you. Hopefully you'll spend some more time with us. We may have some more little knickknacks and bric-a-brac come out on the 22 Weeks website and the podcast uh, feed. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being a part of the show, whether it on iTunes, Stitcher, or RSS feed, or just downloading it off our websites. Thanks to placetobenation.com for being awesome. Thanks to Vidi Canelano and Blue Marble Research for being great sponsors. Uh, we've had a lot of fun this year. We've added to the show. We've done a lot more to the show. We've uh, interviewed more Hall of Famers this year. We've expanded a lot with this show. And as the host of this show, I have been nothing but elated every single week taping with these four guys, free now, but the four people we've had on this show this year. And it can only get better from here. Uh, you could follow Tom Garrett on Twitter at TheAxisOfEgo. You can also read his work on Hogshaven.com and Cover32.com. And I want to thank Cover32.com for not only lending us Tom every week, but also being a big part of what we've done the past few uh, weeks. And throughout this whole season, they've been great partners with us, and we're excited to continue the relationship next year. These guys have been nothing but awesome. And go read their work all year round at Cover32.com. You can follow Matthew Foster on Twitter at Matthew D. Foster. You can follow Alex Soberman on Twitter at AlexSOBE123. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at I'm Matt Ryan. If you want to follow our guest this week, follow Harry Turjanian the director and writer of the pro football sketch, the pregame sketch we were talking about earlier, at Harry Turjanian. that's T-E-R-J-A-N-I-A-N. On Twitter. His uh, sketches up there too. And also go to IHateComedy.com. You can also follow Stephanie Sotilli on Twitter at, at Steph Sotilli, That's S-T-E-P-H S O T T I L E on Twitter. And you can also hear her every Monday with me at noon on the No Small Talk Podcast. The website for that is No Small Talk Podcast. WordPress.com. Also at No Small Talk Pod on Twitter. And also we work on the KY. The uh, KY Radio Show. That's a podcast that drops every Thursday at 11 p.m. For more information on that, go to kyradio.wordpress.com. That's kyradio.wordpress.com or facebook.com slash kyradio. So we will not see you on the other side of Sunday. We will see you several Wednesdays from now. But till then, turn out the lights. The The party's over. over.
4: We'll see you on the other side of the summer.
1: Exactly. Bye, everybody.
0: Turn out the lights. The party's over. <laughs> they say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. And tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got it, This was a production of Gotta Say It Media. Executive Producers Matthew Ryan and Marvin Williams. For more information, go to 22weekspodcast.wordpress.com.